Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to this podcast episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast in which I'm joined by a name that I I had to ask how I pronounced it because um, I read it and I thought "Mm, I'm sure I'm missing something somewhere but actually I got it right it's Lady Aidy. So welcome to today's podcast great to have you with us. Thank you lovely to be here. And you're an author, a speaker, a publisher and of course you've got a, a, a publications business and the question you put at the bottom of your email signature is an interesting one I know it was on the backdrop that listeners wouldn't see on the video as well of is there a book inside you so that's a great question we might come to that a little bit later uh, and you've also got a podcast uh, I was just explaining to the guest that I had uh, in the previous show it's always a little bit more nervy when people have their own podcasts because one, they understand the tech a little bit more, and you know we've been talking about mics before we jumped on this, but also everybody has their own perspective of format and how it works, so I'm, I'm always very pleased when I get fellow podcast guests on, so again, great to be here. And the podcast... I'm here to learn from you, Simon, oh, so well, that's, that's Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's very nice of you to say so. Um, but the podcast is called The Lady AD Show, is that is that right? That's right. I live in a world of books, whether I'm writing them or helping other people write theirs. And the podcast is where I talk to authors about their books, ah. particularly, or I, or if somebody's just a very avid reader, I talk to them from their perspective of books or books which they have read, which has really transformed and helped their business. Yeah, great. So I'm going to ask you a really off-piste question now. Okay, so when I was at school as a, a young person, I'd probably be, what would it be, 9, 10, 11, somewhere around that age. Um, and I was in the bottom the bottom class in school. And I remember going along to one of my parent evenings with my parents because they, they took me along to it and I sat underneath the desk listening to this teacher give me some not-so-constructive critique. Um, but one of the things he said is that Simon would be so much more if he just read more and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a reader okay so I like to listen to books um I've got the bookcase behind me so what I tend to do as many of the uh the listeners know I I listen to books I like to study a book I I don't like to read yeah I have to literally study it reread a page if it means something and put post-it notes in and labels what would you say to me as that youngster about the importance of reading and you know perhaps how I could have looked at it differently because that's the thing I wasn't it never got explained to me why and how I would benefit from reading more from reading more well I mean we're so lucky now because we say the word book we say the word reading and to me that is the softback the hardback the ebook the audiobook all of it is the same to me. So however you're taking it in. And um, the great thing about it is words communicate. And when you so when you take the time to read and use a different part of the brain to do that, you're taking it in, which means that your own communication, spoken or written, improves. 
I mean, Stephen King says in his book on writing, if you want to be a good writer, you need to read lots. And that's why we set up the Book Academy, which is a book club on steroids, which is about the more you read, the better your content writing in is, the better your writing for writing a book is. So for a child, even the comics, it doesn't matter what the material is, you're taking, you're going along a journey from someone else's brain. And it's that magic and it's portable. Again, uh, Stephen King called, called it portable magic. And as that's what a book is. You can take it anywhere with you. And, and in that time, you enter a diff- something beyond you. Yeah, yeah, and you're so right. I mean, one of my favourite fictional authors uh, is a guy called Harlan Coburn. Yes. And, yeah, I love his books. Absolutely incredible. And very long books, yeah, and sometimes I listen to them on long journeys. We went to Scotland once, nine-hour drive, and we just about finished one of his books on the journey <laughs> up there. But I, I literally, and it's interesting you say magic, because I, I literally feel with his books, when I'm listening to them, I'm in a different place. That's right. Uh, I, and don't get, I don't get that same thing when I'm reading, but I do get that when I'm listening. So obviously there's a different listening. connection there, isn't there? There is. And when you identify with a character, particularly in fiction, you, know, you become them. I mean, I love uh, reading romantic historical romance mm. and I get transported you know, to another century just, just by picking up that book and entering the storylines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magical. I love that. That's great. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about why you got into this business of being an author, a speaker and a publisher then. Just give us a little bit of uh, bio background to you. Well, well, strangely enough, books have always been very much part of my life. I see a book as a friend. Okay. And, you know, I will always have a friend around because I've always got at least one book around. Yeah. Um, my very first job at the age of 16, back in the 70s, I, I hastened to, to move on from there quickly. But, yeah, was as a Saturday girl in a library. So even at that point, books were very fundamental. Then I went off and did business, did my own thing, went into the charitable sector, became CEO, did a numerous of wonderful um, things in my profession until we get to 2014 when I wrote my first book. And I'd just got a major disappointment and I'd, I'd gone into a profession which I thought was for la- life and it came crashing down around my ears. So I wrote my first book called Unfrozen, which is how you deal with disappointment, discouragement and disappointments in your life. And I thought I was going to write it um, from a perspective of a CEO changing direction and having a big pivotal part. And actually, it turned to be a bit autobiographical. Um, it turned out to be a little um, um, sort of my my faith journey as well. Yeah. And in it, um, I used the Disney um, Frozen as the analogy. It's one of my favourite films. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I love it. And so that is all about putting the past in the past and moving forward, how you deal with your fear, all of those things. So that was my first book. And then my second book was a colouring book based on that. A third book I started writing with my daughter. My fourth, fifth book were children's books with my daughter. And then people started saying, well, if you're doing that, can you help me with mine? I thought, 
Yeah, of course I can, because I've just learned how Amazon works. I've understood that you actually don't have to worry about rejection letters anymore by applying to big publishers, because you can independent publish, which I prefer that rather than self-publishing, independent publishing. And from that, I started to work with other people. That grew as I grew my client list. I discovered I knew far more about it than I realized. In the old, you teach it and you realize just how much you know. And from that, I've got about 14, 15 um, authors published. This, well, by Christmas, I'll have another 15 out there. And I take on people and we work through, I mentor them one to one um, until they get the book they want. And I think for many people, it's interesting your your tagline there, you know, is there a book inside you? I think many of us feel that there is. But mm-hmm. there's such a thick medieval church wall between <laughs> where we are and the book that's on the outside that there's just no, you know, no matter how hard we try and drill through and break through, there's too much of a barrier in front of us. And I'm glad to hear that you're breaking down those those barriers and doing things differently as well. That's that's incredible. It, it is. And I'm a strange character in that I'm dyslexic and a dyslexic who loves words. So mm. one of the things that we do within the company of uh, Lady Aidy Publications is we have a program for people who are dyslexic wow. who want help writing their books. Because we say write a book, but actually you don't have to do that. You can talk it. Yeah. You get some. You talk it in. Get an MP3 either through Zoom, through Otter, all kinds of ways, and then you just put it through a, a transcription program, and you have um, you have your manuscript. Yeah, it's interesting. Doesn't need editing, but it's yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, some years ago, I had a. I used to have a, a business. Still have got a business that does MVQ assessments, and we okay, did yeah. high level management. And I had this business owner who ran a, a hugely successful business. But to get onto construction sites, he needed a, a trade card and he had to have an MVQ to get his card. And he said, look, I'll warn you now. And this was a level five MVQ. So it was almost a you know, degree level that he got to get. Some would say his degree level. And he was very dyslexic. And he said, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do this, Simon. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Other people have been out and seen me. I said, well, don't worry. We'll do it all by talking and chatting. And we got his... Uh, PA as well she did some interviews with him and all of it was transcribed and we got two lever arch files full of evidence for his MVQ and one he enjoyed it and two he got an amazing MVQ qualification out of it as well so yeah there there was uh, what's the saying more than one way to skin a cat and I'm sorry if I'm upsetting cat lovers by saying that (laughs) so you you mentioned Frozen and, and I loved it and actually I quite like the sequel as well Oh so, yes, yeah. they 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 did so much work to that, and they took their time, yeah. which is lovely. And I think it's it stands alone. Yeah. I yes, I, I must so. admit, Frozen Two is also my favourite. Yeah. Those and The Greatest Showman, that that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm with you on The Greatest Showman as well. You know. Um, <laughs> so you you've also got a podcast which I, I think you said you're not running with at the moment, um, and that's Keep Unfrozen. So what's what's the the theme of that that podcast? That is very much a faith uh, podcast. So it's my faith with God. It's it's things that happen, um, and and I you just reflect 
and talk that through on there. But I've put that on hold at the moment because mm. I want to concentrate on the, the book one because it yeah. fits within the business better. And at the moment, that that's where I just really, that's what I want to do is talk book all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's interesting because I know, you know, um, from, from my own faith background, you know, I, I looked at this podcast in the same way. And purely, and I think, you know, God was at work in this, you know, when you listen to the first 10, 20 episodes, a lot of the guests were, were coaches and consultants, but also pastors and leaders in worship, you know, and we had some amazing conversations. So actually, we managed to bring together the, the business and, you know, the faith as well. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're here and, uh, and have mentioned that as well. So that's great, because I think it's important that we we ensure we get that out there as well. So yeah. you've mentioned you're not a coffee drinker and we don't want to talk about hot water, but you said something very interesting before this started and sorry about my dog barking, uh, but just to show that this has been recorded live, um, you mentioned Coca-Cola. So you love Coca-Cola, you love the the full-blown Coca-Cola. And of course, we're always, open, we're always open for yeah. sponsorship Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> But you're also diabetic, so tell us a little bit about your favourite drink and, and how you handle that. Well, because it is full of sugar, I, I have to think carefully. I have um, gone down the soda stream way because you okay. can control it a little bit better because right. you don't need to put quite so much syrup in and you still taste. Oh, I'd find it very difficult to tell the difference between the two. Yeah. So... Yeah. That is way of managing. But if I need, you know, if I'm feeling I'm drooping a little bit in the day, what a couple of sips of Coca Cola and I'm yes. I'm back on top. Yeah. See, I I, I love Coca Cola. I don't I don't drink it on its own, but I love it with either dark rum or Bacardi in it. So I'm definitely Coca Cola. Right, yeah. come. I'm not a whiskey. I mean, I, I love whiskey, but I don't like uh, destroying a whiskey with Coca Cola. But I'll gladly put a bit of dark rum or white rum in it so um, yeah. well i would put a slice of orange in it oh, okay. rather than lemon a slice of orange and it gives it even more sweetness and makes really? it a very yeah. pleasant drink yeah right. okay i'll have to try that definitely definitely <laughs> so thinking about your your own business and thank you for giving us such a, an oversight of of where you've come from and, and why you do what you do and how you're helping people What's been the, the latest or most significant thing that you've worked on or fixed in the business, perhaps in the last, particularly the, the last couple of difficult years? Well, it's been really good to be able to support other businesses that have had difficulties and certainly encourage people to keep going. But for me, lockdown quadrupled my business. Lockdown actually proved a window to a custom stream, customer stream that I could never have imagined. And because of that, I wrote my 10th book called Successful Business Networking Online. Love networking. I think it's the lifeblood of business. I think every business does network in somewhere or another, but ones with services and products and actual networking groups can work fantastically for them. And during lockdown, it mushroomed. It was it was interesting. I was working in networking and running networking groups in 2007, 2008, when we had the recession. Yeah. And the same thing happened then. Networking just mushroomed. And then in 2020, 21, um, it mushroomed again, but this time online. Yeah. So I thought, 
I should write a book because I wanted to know, is networking the same in person as it is online? And I think the principles are the same, but there are some huge differences. So the difference for my was because I, I, I wrote my that book and I say to my authors that I mentor, a book can take you through doors you could never imagine. And for me, this book's helped me to work with universities and people like Kaplan International Pathways, who took, and we, we work together now, we take the principles of networking and how to do it online, but we made a bespoke book for them and their graduate students. So by the end of the summer, over or nearly 10,000 of the Kaplan students will have had an ebook on online networking. So you, Which, you've, got, you've got to tell us, though, you can't hold us in uh, suspense here. What's the name of the book that you wrote? The name of the book is Successful Business Networking Online. Great. Right. I need to grab That's a copy it. of that then, because I know most of my networking is online. One, because I'm trying to network more globally. And two, you know, you spend so much time traveling to networks, don't you? Sometimes it's an hour and a half yeah. networks. But some of those events were taking me an hour to get there, an hour to get back. Yeah, it's much better use of time to do it online. You lose some yeah. of the effect, I think. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit, I, you know, I've networked since what, 1997. I've been in BNI and other networking groups, and um, and I think BNI did a particularly good job of migrating to online. And one of my favourite books is by a guy called Charlie Lawson, uh, who okay, runs yeah. the, the BNI franchise for UK called Unnatural Networker. Because I think for many of us, when we do go networking, we're not natural networkers, are we? Yeah, we, we evolve as networkers, but when we first go, we're not natural networkers. I know. And, and I mean, in my book, I, I talk about the one minute speech, the elevator pitch. Yeah. And and I've got about 25 themes that you can use within that. Oh, okay. And I've run little training courses on it, too. But most people are use three. They use the information and um, and they, they just keep to a very small menu of what they could do within that one minute. And actually, people want to know the whys. They don't want to know hows yeah. or, or what. They want to know the why. Absolutely. Why are you doing what you're doing? And um, Dr. Ivan uh, Misner, who is the big BNI yeah, yeah. A founder, he gave an endorsement for the, for this book, ah, among some well other done. great well names like Andy Bounds and Michael Heppel, yeah. um, gave endorsements. So it, it was and over 100 local people, well, not necessarily local, but over 100 business people gave their stories about networking, which I featured in the book as well. Because um, when we first wrote it, in March 2020 or April 2020, when it first started, everybody was going, oh, this Zoom stuff won't last. Um, I can't wait to get back to in-person. They couldn't see the benefit, as the song goes. Um, I had to revise it September 2021 because I had to take out all the ones which went, oh, I can't wait to get back because people were then saying, actually, I'll have a blended version. I'll do a bit of both. But I like Zoom and it becomes very much part yeah. of a marketing strategy then to actually network on Zoom. Yeah. And or I think, I think or other yeah. platforms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Again, we're happy to be sponsored by Zoom. Um, the I think the the reason I think that shift has happened because you know I, I, I like online I do a lot of my coaching online and, and all my group sessions are online sessions and I've you know, I've had a coach for 
13 years and I've never met him. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's my business yeah. coach and he's, he's based in Texas at the moment. Started off in Philadelphia and I've never met Eric. You know, we, we talk yeah. and we chat. So I think many people saw, and you said there about words communicate. Words communicate, but also body language communicate. And I think what we've done is we've learnt how to read people better through Zoom, how to turn up better for Zoom sessions and online sessions, Teams, whatever they are. So we feel more comfortable in building relationships online than we did be before. I think the difficulty for me with, with online networking is that very often I used to use some of the ties to get there really early and I'd try and catch yeah. people for updates before and probably stay after. That's the bit that I miss because sometimes yeah. those little nuggets happened before and after where when you're online and you get put out into breakout rooms, you don't get that same. So you've got to put more effort in as, as we should have been doing anyway, you've got to put more effort in between the networking, haven't we? And we don't want to be just one hour networkers. We should be networking with the people in our group between That's those right. sessions as well. So. The Im impromptu kind of conversations, you yeah. cannot get on yeah. those. You can't get those on Zoom. You really can't. But it's given a um, an equal playing field for people who are introverts because yeah. the extroverts will get on anyway. Extroverts don't generally enjoy Zoom as much as in person because they can't take over. They can't command the room. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so the introverts get a much better chance of telling the story. And like any networking, it's all in the follow-up. You have to follow up with people to get to know them better and build the relationship. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we're talking today. So yeah, absolutely. yeah, indeed. And and of course, the extrovert introverts, it's a win-win <laughs> because you can control the meeting and run the meeting and be online. So you can you can check both boxes, can't you? So there you go. So obviously, uh, you've you've talked about you know the shift over the last couple of years and how you know the business has done so well. You know, and I find a lot of businesses, uh, including mine, has done likewise. Um, what kind of differences has that made to to you you know has it allowed you to reach more people as are there any lessons that you've learned along the way you know what what have you taken away from this sort of change uh, and time of change it, it's changed enormously for me um i made a decision to rebrand so before i was uh, pink parties and actually talking with them um, um with the coach David O'Brien today about the change in logos. Yeah. And I changed that to Lady AD Publications and became my own brand. So that was quite a shift, which wouldn't have happened before because I had more people feeding back to, to me and my services. Yeah. So that, that, that was quite a move. And I think it's good to have an outside look. I think, as awful as the pandemic was and how awful of the numbers of people we lost and people have suffered and are still suffering from it, sure. it gave others time to reflect and think and, and you know, do, am I in the job I want to be in? Should I be doing something else? Life is pretty short and can be shortened on a sixpence therefore you know what am I doing with myself what am I doing with my life what am I giving back what do I need to change to have to you know eventually say yes I did the best I could and I reached my fullest potential all those questions we had time to consider yeah. like it or not we had that time yeah. and um, that would be 
you know, one of the positives from it, I, I would say. It's interesting because, you know, as I sat here taking phone calls from six o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night when, you know, everything was yeah. absolutely crashing down around people. Uh, I was very envious of sitting here in my home office, watching people walk their dogs and struggling to do their hour of daily exercise. And I think if only I had time to get an hour to do an exercise, <laughs> yeah, everything ramped up and my work-life balance went completely out the window. But you, you're right, for some people, they were given such an opportunity. Uh, and for others like myself, actually, the opportunity wasn't to reflect. The opportunity was to serve and to be able to yeah. help more people. And I know you look at the NHS and you know some organizations that support the NHS. I've got clients that repair vehicles for the NHS. They all embraced the opportunity to serve others. Our communities did the same, didn't they? Some That's didn't, right. Some didn't perhaps quite as much as we expected them to. There are some industries who should remain nameless for this. <laughs> didn't step up as we expected them to do and perhaps would have liked them to do, but but most did. So, yeah, yeah very interesting. So if people want And the to, whole kindness, yeah. the kindness agenda came through big time, I think. But yeah. then also the awareness of mental health and how vulnerable people who look very strong actually are in, in that side of their life. Yeah. And yeah, sorry to interrupt there, but uh, yeah, kindness, I think, is really important. And also gratitude, isn't it? People became so much more grateful for what they have and had because they were comparing it to that that other people were losing and giving up. So it did give people mm -hmm. an element of gratitude as well, which is great. So um, if people want to reach out to you, to you Lady Venn, where, where do people find you? How can people best connect with you? Well, because I've got an unusual name and Lady does have an E in it, um, if you Google Lady AD, I, I'm up in the first thousands of pages, I believe. So just spell it but, for the listeners then. Yeah, I will. And that's via the website, which is the W's and then ladyad.com. So that's L-A-D-E-Y-A-D-E-Y.com. And the email is the same. It's lady at ladyad.com. Right. Okay. Well, and they are the best ways to... then, So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so, about me. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've got to ask a question then, because the listeners are probably thinking this and thinking, okay, that's that, as you say, that's quite a unique name. What, what are the origins and what's the, the reasoning behind that name? It's a fun name. And of course, with my husband called AD or surname AD, um, putting the two together was just. Um, something we did right great great good well it certainly is easy to remember and uh yeah you're right it lifts it's a bit uplifting is it as well which is which is great <laughs> so if if you could give the listeners today something and uh, that they can take as a tip or lesson away perhaps something to do with writing or publishing or get, getting through that medieval stone wall into their first book what would you like to share with the listeners today that they can take away it comes back to taking that first step and doing it. No matter what it is, you have to motivate yourself and just take that first step, learn from it, take the next step and just keep on going. Because anything we start, whether that's be business, whether that be writing, the first steps are the wobbliest. They're the ones which give us our foundation, but aren't necessarily as good as the steps that we take when we get to our thousandth step yeah. or hundredth step, you know, because you, particularly with books, people look at, see the finished book and they go, wow, you know, how great that um, 
you know, Harlem writes like this, how great that Stephen King writes like this, how great um, you know, all the books you have, but they never see the very, very first draft. Only yeah, the publisher or the editor's seen yeah, that. They see the finished product. And when you say, oh, yeah, I want to be like Virgin, I want to be like these great businesses out there, you see the finished article, you don't see... You know, the record label when well, you've got pictures of him in the sitting room, you know, with all things, you know, round him. But you, we don't experience those first steps. Yeah. So take your first step, keep on taking them, learn from them. And before you know, you look back, you think, my goodness, that's a heck of a journey I've come. Yeah. It's interesting. We were talking about films earlier on. One of my favorite films is Forrest Gump. Well, actually, Forrest <laughs> okay. Gump is my favorite film. Okay, right. uh, I've got other favourite films, but that is the favourite film. And you're right, you know, uh, there's a point in the film where he just starts running. Yes. And he doesn't give it much thought. He just runs one stride at a time, let's call it for, from a running point of view. And, you know, as he keeps running and people pick up on it and, you know, he gets interviewed and people ask him, you know, why are you doing it? He said, well, I'm just, just running. Because literally in the movie, he is just going one stride of running at a time and of course he's heading to the coast he gets to the coast looks at the coast turns around and comes back <laughs> uh, uh, but you know you look at all the things that happen to to forest uh, through that it all comes by taking that first step not overthinking it not overjudging it not worrying about will it get me to where i want to go but actually just doing as one thing you know stocks in apple you know you look at the film so much happens to him because he takes those first step so yeah i think that's a, that's a yeah. great tip great tip Excellent. and if none of you have watched forest gump it's a great film i don't know if it's a book i've, I've never actually realized it i'm was sure a book. it came from that somewhere yeah, i'll I have to look that to, up too. Might, yeah i might have to research that so <laughs> so you've given us some some great insights and and some great tips there uh, as well and you know your book is your friend i like that if i think if that teacher had have explained it in that way because i didn't have many friends at that point in school to see a book as a friend that could have changed my life. That that could have mm. literally been the, the the point where I would have started reading because I never saw as a book as a friend. If anything, I saw right. it as the complete opposite. Yes, yeah. and and that's such a shame. Yeah. But you know, it, it's changeable. Yeah. And one book at a time, quite yeah. simply. Yeah. And and I've got plenty of books behind me. Um, listeners, you can't see them, but trust me, I've got plenty of books behind me as well. And you know, some of the authors are friends now, which is which is great. And I look forward to having more authors on this podcast as well. So final question then, lady, if we can. If you're going to have your next mug of hot water, okay, perhaps <laughs> yeah. with a Coca-Cola on the side, um, just to get that bit of sweetness in, if you were to have that and you were to be reading one of your favourite books, okay, but it hasn't got to be one of yours, okay, we've mentioned yours a couple okay. of times, um, but if you were to recommend or have that favorite book with you with you as you're having that drink what book would it be apart from the bible which i get a lot out of each yeah. time i open those pages um it would be the book that's um the current book of the book of the month of for the book academy which is our book club on steroids right. and that's all about reading to write better whether it's content, so it could be creatives, it could be avid readers, and it can be authors or about to be authors. And this month's book is by somebody called e Emma Smith, 
and it's called Portable Magic. And it's all about the actual book rather than the words in it and how yeah. different we hold a book, how different you... If someone says to you, here's your favourite book, how, what format would you like it in? Some might say hardback, some might say softback, yeah. some might say I need the signed copy by the by the author. Um, there's so many different ways. And the, the, she even talks about a book made of cheese, which is pretty incredible. But so at the moment, that um, that book, before that, we looked at um, Helena Hanf, 84 Charing Cross Road, because it's made up of letters, a uh, pistol is called format. So we we look at books and and I'm always looking, you know, I'm one of these people, because of my job, I read the copyright page because yeah. I'm interested in what information that tells me. Most people just skip over that, might, might even skip over in a, a forward or introduction, get into the heart of the book. Yeah. But um, And the great thing I like about nonfiction is that you can just pick a chapter and the chapter could stand on its own and you don't have to you know, read the whole thing all in one go, which of, and you don't have to read it from start to finish like you have to with your fictions. And then I just love children's books. Um, you know, I, one of my great favourites is by Mo. I'm trying to think what his surname is, and I can't remember it now. I can see him, but it's "Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus," <laughs> and it is just title. so funny. This pigeon who who's just like a little child who's desperate to drive the bus, and the parents saying no. And uh, hmm. yes, it's it's brilliant. And when I went to America. Um, there was an exhibition of all his illustrations up in one of the wow. galleries. Wow. So, yeah. yes, yeah. It's, anything. It's, it's interesting. I mean, generally with books, I don't read them. Certainly fiction books, I don't like to read them twice. Um, I don't like to watch films twice, to be honest, unless it's something really <laughs> special. Because I think I watched it. I know, I know how it ends. I know what happens. But, you know, you, you know I do study books. So, you know, I do take the time and learn from them and reteach them because I think if I teach what's in the books, particularly business books, then I learn from them. Um, it's interesting you, you mentioned the Bible as the, as the first book. And, and for me, you know, two, two important things in my life. One, uh, I was so pleased when I was allowed to put my Bible on the kitchen table. It was one of those mm -hmm. things that was very important for me to have it on show and have it there to be able to read it when I needed it. Uh, but also that's one of those books uh, where because of the way it was is written and God breathed that you can read it and the same passage, the same verse, the same chapter can be so different every single time that you read it because of the interpretation and the message that's given to you as you read it as well. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've that's read, right. I've, I've read and I, it I'm not... back a couple of times, but again, <laughs> studying it is always better. And I'm not averse to writing in books. You're writing notes or highlighting oh, okay. bits. I'm quite okay with that. So my Bible has got scrolls all over it. <laughs> well, my, 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 one of my uncles used to be a, a Methodist uh, preacher. And he, he had, in fact, I've still got his Bible. It's on the shelf behind me. And he, I don't know if you, listeners, you can remember, but when you used to, I don't know if you still get them actually, but when you used to buy packets of tights, uh, ladies' tights, used to get a piece of cardboard, long piece of cardboard right, inside yeah. it. And he used to write his sermons and his notes on these pieces of cardboard, then insert them into the Bible. 
So his Bible was so thick because he got all these pieces of coal. He used to write really small. So he didn't just have one thing. He used to write so small. So sometimes you'd get huge amounts. But yeah, um, the problem is I'm a big Sharpie fan when it comes to, to pens. And they just bleed through every single paper that you can find. <laughs> They're not good for writing on books. Well, thank you for sharing that. We need to check Emma Smith's book out as well. Portable Magic, did you say it was called? That's right, yes. And of course, I'm sure both of us would encourage anybody listening to this podcast to also check out uh, the world's most read book, the Bible, as well. Okay. You know, whether it means something to you now, or whether it might mean something to you in the future, uh, a great book to read and to take lessons from. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you've shared so much uh, insights, and as always, you know your time is so valued, and I really do appreciate it. As the listeners, I know will do as well. Excellent. Thank you. And getting in touch with me, that'd be fantastic. Perfect. Uh, and that's ladyad.com, uh, and we'll make sure that uh, all the links are put into the show notes as well. And check out the Lady Ad Show podcast as well, listeners. And of course. Leave us a review of this podcast. Tell us what you've done by embracing the the, the tip uh, and the lessons that uh, Lady has cha- uh, shared with us here. Make sure you do something with what you've learned today. Uh, that's the best way you can serve us and help us serve you in the time that we've given today. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.